All right, Coach. Last podcast, we discussed stigmas. And I don't know if you remember, but in that podcast, I said you were going to be Gandalf and Yoda in mm-hmm. one, right? Mm-hmm. And I was going to figure out what you were saying. Well, today, Yoda is showing back up. All right, then. Help us, you will. <laughs> so, obviously, Sherry Wilson, Genius Communication, Business Mentor, consultant, social media, et cetera, et cetera. Coach? Greg McNeil, Coach's Corner, Western Alliance for Integrated Health, author, strength coach, all-around funny guy. Um, And today I found out I like to chase dopamine. If anybody was in our Fast 45 today, they'll know what that is. Yes, they will. They'll have a little chuckle. Now, Coach, every time you say it all around, and then you have like some fun little saying. I don't have any fun little sayings. Well, we're going to have to work on that. We're going to have to work on that, Coach. All around funny person, because you are funny. I am funny. I'm very funny, Coach. But you're a hot rod person, too. I I don't know if they know that. I like hot rods. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. We're going to have to. Sherry is a hot rod. Mm-hmm. Nice car. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. yep. That's your authenticity, Sherry. It is. And that's what we're going to talk about today. All right. So obviously this is a podcast where truth meets, confronts, whatever, BS. Now, you say one day I'll say that out loud. Coach, you know me. <laughs> I'm not a custer. So I'll probably continue to say BS. But you're allowed to say it however you want. I'll say it at some point. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Right. <laughs> so, really, it's a place where we're going to discuss things where it doesn't leave people wiggle room to maybe say, well, that's not for me as far as, um, you know, stigmas. Like when we mm-hmm. talk about stigmas or um, engineering happiness, you know, all these things are principles mm-hmm. that are universal that mm-hmm. they can take and use anywhere. Yes, ma'am. And last week, we only got to record, you know, the one podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm excited about today because I've been thinking a lot about it. Okay. And I, I want to start with a definition of authenticity. I'd like you to start with what you think authenticity is, and then I want to maybe dive in on what I view authenticity. Okay. <clears throat> so for me personally, mm-hmm. authenticity is the ability to accept yourself okay. as who you are, and you live your life according to what you believe your authenticity is. Okay. So that means that you're not following the crowd. Um, you resist to pressure to do what everybody else is doing, but you can go your own way and you can trust that. That sounds good. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, to me, authenticity is living life on your own terms. Mm-hmm. And it's not like some pat answer you know, are saying for me. I mean, it's literally you're living life on your own terms. Um, what that looks like professionally, what that looks like in your relationships, mm-hmm. what it looks like in your own personal time, your disposable income, your disposable time, mm-hmm. if there's such a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's being comfortable with who you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a must because if you're not comfortable, you're not authentic. Yeah. You're, you're dealing with what we call impression management. Oh, now see, you throw out these big terms, right, these (laughs) phrases. So what exactly is impression management? Well, we're constantly trying to manage who we are or who we present to other people. Okay. And really, at that point, we're not authentic because now we're pretending, we're acting, right? Yes. And most people would call that fake, right? Yes. So, 
Yeah, so we're constantly trying to manage the impressions of others, what they think about us and things like that. It's like, no, stop. Because generally speaking, most people can see right through that. Okay, so I can hear maybe some people saying, all right, I get it. Being authentic is, you know, being comfortable in your own skin would Mm -hmm. probably be a good phrase. Um, Living life on your own terms. But then you might also have where, okay, does authenticity carry over where maybe you're doing things that are harmful uh, to yourself or to other relationships. What about that question? Because, you know, we've all met people that they're so real. They're jerks and they're ruining relationships. They're just rude and saying mean things. <clears throat> what about that? I don't want people to have an excuse to be a jerk to people just because they're being authentic. You know, that's who I am. If you don't like it, you can, you know, I mean, I've heard people say that. What would you say to that question? Uh, that's bullshit. That's <laughs> <what> I, <laughs> because um, authenticity has nothing to do with being rude to someone else. Mm. You know, you can be completely authentic, but you don't have to shatter some other person to make your point. And if we're talking about being in a relationship, um, well, if you're in a relationship and you have these behaviors and you're saying, this is who I am and I'm not willing to change, then I would hope that the person who aligns with an individual that's thinking this way, Mm -hmm. that they have the courage to leave that person. Okay. Right? Because all they're saying is, I'm going to run over you with my lifestyle and expect you to accept that. So authenticity, true authenticity, doesn't necessarily hurt another person, especially intentionally, but there might be some core things for an authentic person that could at some point make a relationship difficult or possibly need to end this is true okay this is true and when that happens that's okay because that's sometimes we have to get to that yeah so we like to use the word irreconcilable differences yes right well i'd like to think when we get to that point we recognize that we can respect each other but we need to part um from having this level of relationship. And I think that's really healthy. I think the beauty of good relationships is both people grow, but they allow each other to influence each other. So the growth, it's like it's side by side. It's separate, but it's also side by side. That's right. You know, they'll say, you need to let the the winds of heaven, Mm -hmm. right, dance between your relationship because there is a point where two people are going to be separated, right? Because yeah. no matter how much we love each other, we still born with our own missions, if you will, yeah. things that we have to fulfill. So when we are properly aligned with a, a partner that mm-hmm. can understand who we are and how we do things, then we both have the ability to be our authentic selves in that relationship and grow. And it might sometimes mean doing things you may not necessarily want to do, you mm-hmm. know, like um, if Mike was asked, you know, was to ask me to do dreaded fishing, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't fish, but I'd be on the boat there reading, you, go. you there know. You go. So authenticity, just because you're an authentic person doesn't mean you don't allow another person, especially one that you care for, mm-hmm. to influence you or to sometimes do things that maybe you don't want to do. That's right. Okay. That's exactly right, because that wouldn't be authenticity. Okay, very good. All right, so I didn't want it necessarily to be a relationship podcast, but I think that was a good good start, Coach. So I want to shift gears a little bit. All right. All right, so obviously healing community, healing business. It does start with good relationships with yourself, with your loved ones, 
your staff, your you know peers, your community. But um, what came to my mind on the authenticity was actually my journey and okay. how important it was. And we kind of talked a little bit about it in our pre-show discussion. I um, so like I was telling you, you know, as a kid, just d- different dynamics of rela- you know relationships with uh, stepmothers and just you know lots of chaos, lots mm-hmm. of difficulties, and and even abuse going on. Um, I learned to just like I was saying, be a chameleon. Mm-hmm. So I could put on whatever face I needed to put on. I always had goals though, so mm-hmm. I always was really good at school. I wouldn't do certain illegal activities because I didn't want to end up in jail or addicted to something I couldn't get off. You know, <laughs> like I always had, you know, mm-hmm. goals. I think that's probably what saved me mm-hmm. from some of those things. Um, but I did learn to be a chameleon. Then when I was in my twenties, at this point I've got a young child, I'm newly married, and I would go for walks and I remember thinking, Who am I? It was really weird mm-hmm. because, like, even my personality style is a paradox. I'm a mm-hmm. D. They can be assertive, aggressive, bold, etc. But I'm actually introverted. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, I was very introverted. Like, if I had to get up and do, like, a book, you know, report or whatever, I would be sick to my stomach. I mean, I hated stuff like that. And so as I, you know, then I turned into a rebellious stinker. And so by the time I'm in my 20s, I'm like, who am I? Who do I want to be? And I realized that I had made myself into all these different forms, depending mm. on the audience, right? Mm. And I knew that if I wanted to have a successful marriage, if I wanted to have successful life, I was going to have to figure out who I was. Mm. So I did. I learned um, my personality. I learned some of the things are weaknesses. Some of the things are limitations and fears. Some of the things are strengths that mm-hmm. may not be a strength all the time. Mm-hmm. Really worked on those things. Then I started my business. And I've always had a business. So I started teaching people computers in 1998. Um, I did medical transcription before that. Um, did personal training, you know, for a while. Then I landed on the one that I was born for. Right. And that, you know, this podcast is a fruit mm-hmm. of that. Our friendship mm-hmm. is a fruit yep, of that. Yep, yep. Okay. Now, when you start a business, you automatically think of marketing. Right. And I would think, okay, well, I need to get people's attention. I need to, you know, mm-hmm. I got to think of something that's just outrageous. It's mm-hmm. over the top. It's outside the box to get people's attention. And it didn't feel true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't feel true. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be a car salesman wearing the weird suit. <laughs> you know, the plaid, yellow plaid and orange, you know, suit jacket and the pants that go up to the chest area and the big fat tie. Uh, What? era is that probably 70s <laughs> okay. so i didn't want to be a 70s car salesman okay and i was like what does it look like and now i'm a person of faith okay i was sitting in my office and i was you know reading my bible and i was just really pondering that and all of a sudden and i call them inspiration mm-hmm. all of a sudden i had this inspiration and it was people want your normal mm. so now that's interesting mm-hmm. i'm like what is my normal so I began to like write down things like strategic, mm-hmm. insightful, confident, troubleshooter. You know, I just started writing. I'm genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, people trust me quickly. Mm-hmm. I don't give them surprises mm-hmm. often unless I think they need it. <laughs> I, you know, like and and I thought, man, those are good things. And so I literally developed my marketing strategy based on my normal. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we just try too hard. 
to bring to people what we think they want when maybe we need to introduce them to what we know they need. Oh, that's good. Oh, 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 yeah, it was. Oh, that's good. That's good. I just need to kind of switch up the words to sound like them. But you know what I mean? I do. That was good. Thanks, Coach. All right. All around smart person. Maybe all that can around. Be my... All around smart person and hot rod extraordinaire. <laughs> I'm not going to release that. I mean, it's like that's totally cool. It's like wow. And that's being true to who I am. Exactly. People, you know, one thing that I think people struggle with sometimes with us is they cannot put us in boxes. Good. You know what I mean? And we were kind of talking about that. Like, I own a hot rod. Mm-hmm. I have a business. I love. You know my music taste, yes. ACDC, but yep. don't, don't, I got a little bit of Lady Gaga in there. You know what I mean? You can't put me in a box and then let's throw in some other, you know, my favorites, um, that garden one. Who's the garden one? Soundgarden. Oh, like yeah. Them. Mm-hmm. But, um, so what, I mean, what do you think about that, Coach? And what are your thoughts as far as, especially how it applies to business? Well, you took, so. Because you're very authentic. Yes. And it causes people to wonder who you are because they can't, they can't wrestle you into any box. Well, I think personally that if, if we're talking about business, mm-hmm. if we're constantly trying to model our services, mm-hmm. goods, whatever that is, after what someone else is doing in this community, right. then we're going to be in a situation where we're constantly questioning what we're doing because you'll suddenly notice that your marketing is not going to support your goal Mm. because it's not rooted in your authenticity in terms of what the services that you want to bring to other people, right? So when we understand that we're not rewarded from trying to be like other people, Mm. then we're on to something. Because, you know, when you just said... They want our normal. Mm -hmm. Well, if you want our normal, then we're very real people. This is the way we do things. We speak to you directly, honestly, right? And with integrity, right? Right. Absolutely. And and we help you to eliminate the BS that is hindering your ability individually, your couplehood, your family, your business, your community, right? So if we can help individuals to understand what it means to have the courage to be themselves mm-hmm. we strengthen their business yeah. their relationships which all things of course is relationships their business and of course we spread that same thing out throughout our community and we do temper ourselves yes i think we, we do. probably blow people's wigs off if we didn't <laughs> yes sometimes we do now i like what you just said coach because i went through that experience when i started my business so once i had the, the inspiration of people want my normal mm-hmm. I still had to learn like what it looked like, like social media marketing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I did follow some that really admired their work. Mm-hmm. And I, it was funny, I later found out they were all introverted too, even mm-hmm. though I would have had no idea except for one. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I knew that if I tried to be them, it wasn't going to be successful. But I wasn't still quite sure who I was mm-hmm. as far as that business. Mm-hmm. And so what I did is I would like, you know, I'd get on their social media, I'd go to their website, I'd see some things I liked, um, like things like uh, excellence. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved their excellence and mm-hmm. their websites and things. Um, some of their topics that mm-hmm. they would discuss in blogs and podcasts. Um, and, and just some maybe business practices and social media practices I liked. But I didn't copy them. Mm-hmm. I took the things I liked and the principles I liked and I incorporated them. 
But it was like when I was trying to first get started in my business, I had to figure out who I was. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to go into the authenticity. So as an individual, I was very authentic. But when it came to my business, I kind of had to figure out what exactly I was as a business. Mm-hmm. What, what would you say on that? Because I think if you do, like you said, you try to copy, you're going to be, if you're trying to be someone else, you're going to have mm-hmm. a business that people are going to be able to tell it's fake. Right. It's not going to resonate with your tribe. Mm-hmm. You know, we yep. all have a tribe. It's not going to resonate with them. But you're going to feel kind of lost. I had to figure out who the heck I was. That's an excellent point. So I have a clinical background, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm heavy into science, right? Yes. So there's my clinical background into science. And then I'm a professional um, strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. So I kept trying in those early years to kind of that rah, rah, rah fitness deal, and we're just going to just wear you out. When you leave the facility, your knuckles are dragging the ground. You can't walk for two or three days. Yes. And I thought, what the hell is that? Um, I don't like that. And then there's people moving all over the place, and, you know, I have a thing about uniformity. Yeah. And I was like, I cannot do this. And then I thought, you know what? I am geared to real change, authenticity. Mm -hmm. So... I realized that those messages that I was doing earlier on, they did not work for me. Yeah. I mean, I would have different people to help me with marketing. And it's like, it sounds good, but that's not me. It's right? almost like they were trying to market your business pattern after other fitness places it, versus who you are as a person. Exactly. It's all right. Someone had to get something, Coach. Oh, exactly. Yeah, so if you hear the door and all that in the podcast, it's all right. right. So did you see my horns come out then? I did. I did, Coach. (laughs) See, that's a part of my authenticity. Cool, calm, and collective until, hey. (laughs) But, yeah, so it took me, I would say, about two or three years. Me too. And then I realized, it's like, you know what? This is how I communicate. Yes. So my training became more of a metaphor for what I really like to do. And when I trusted that, then I began to recognize who my clients were, or like you said, who my tribe is. It's like they want serious work. Yes. They want intelligent instruction. And they're always thinking about doing great things in their life. Mm-hmm. That's who I am. Yeah. That's who I like to train. Yeah. And then... I said, this is my model. That's me. Mm-hmm. And I've been on that ever since. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because I'm sure you remember when, you know, because I have assessments. I like mm-hmm. assessments. Mm-hmm. I like to figure out who people are mm-hmm. because to me, marketing should never be patterned after somebody else. Again, you can take things you like, mm-hmm. but your marketing, your business can't go that way because that may not be who you are. Mm-hmm. So I remember, you know, my first impression, I'll just take you inside my head, coach. So I knew that you were a magician, right? You, t- you had taken my brand personality. And uh, so I walk into your gym, and the first thing I notice were the sayings on the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, there's a magician. And then I look to the right, Coach, and I'm all, what on earth is Facebook Blue doing on that wall? You know what I mean? I'm like, if he's a magician, he's going to want color. Like, it mm-hmm. needs to be red or mm-hmm. orange or yellow like mm-hmm. it, there has to be a vibrancy that's right and i was like well maybe you know maybe maybe not i mean that's kind of weird i mean maybe magicians like blue i think 
it's weird, but whatever, you know. <laughs> and so we said, and the more I talk to you, the more I'm like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, it's like, okay, I need you to do another assessment. I got to mm-hmm. make sure I'm on the right track. Mm-hmm. You did the other assessment, the um, How You Fascinate assessment by Sally, Sally Hogshead. You did that one, and then you came up as a passion mm-hmm. br- uh, person right? and fascination advantage. And I'm like, yeah, we got to get rid of the blue wall. And that was a relief, wasn't it? It was. And it just brought life into your room, into your branding. Well, then I remember, so, you know, we had that first meeting, and then we got the passion, you know, and I'm like, huh, I go to your website, your, <laughs> your old website, and I'm looking at this, and it was black and white and gray. I think you had, like, the background was, like, concrete. Yeah, some kind of... Yeah. Yeah, that kind of... Yeah, and and I'm like, I'm scared to death. <laughs> there is no way I'm coming in and ever training with him. If I was to come to this website, I would think I would have to be a Marine or, you know, special ops or... You know, I'd have to be something just to live through the first workout. <laughs> and so I got, I thought, well, maybe it's just me, you know. So I got my husband. I said, hey, what impression do you get from this website? So he looks at it and he says, well, he said, I I would think that I wouldn't survive a training there. Like, I, I think I need to be an elite force type of person to train there. And I was like, that's what I was thinking. So by the time I collected all of the data... I realized that, and no, no, um, in any way, I don't want to disparage the person who built your website to begin with, but here's what I knew happened. They built it based on other websites with Strong First. Yep. Yep. But yep. even though you are a Strong First instructor, you're, you bring your own unique authenticity to your business, and that website did not fit. Yeah. And so we, we sat down and we got all of that figured out. So it is important to know who you are. You can't be authentic at all, huh, Coach? Nope. And you have to be willing to listen because one of the great things <clears throat> that came out of our initial meetings, mm-hmm. uh, well, one, she's uh, never not going to be working with me. That was the first thing I thought. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, you're not going to be leaving here. And I was saying, here. hey, I'll work myself out of a job. And you're like, yeah, I don't think so. No, you're not working your way out of a job. I'm keeping you. <laughs> and... When I went through some of the exercises, I knew right away, especially the color wheel thing that we did. Oh, my goodness. And as soon as I did that, I opened up and I said, you know what? This is a great person for me to work with. And as soon as we identified that, I completely changed the color of the studio. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew you'd pick orange. Mm -hmm. You knew you'd pick orange. I mean, that fits you. Mm -hmm. And, And so maybe... You know, Coach, the first question, like, well, what would be the first question asked? Let's say someone is listening, and it, it amazes me how many people are unaware of who they are. Mm. You know, like I have a family member, and she's learning who she is. And it's so much fun to watch. You know, it's so much fun to watch the things that maybe she didn't like about herself or, you know, the things that, you know, bothered her. She realizes, oh, that's actually who I am, but I can – I can live within who I am, manage the things I don't like, overcome the things I don't like, et cetera, et cetera. So it's neat watching her, you know, learn these things. What would be the first step for someone? You know, they want to be authentic. Mm -hmm. What would be the first step for them to begin to uncover who they are, what that looks like? So in today's reality that we live in, Mm -hmm. one of the first things I would say is, one, 
put your phone down okay. when you're contemplating that. Okay. And two, you need paper and pen so you can really get connected on the things that you think you like, that you want, that you feel like really represent you. Mm -hmm. Because too often what people believe they want yeah. is externalized around them with other people. It's like they're trying to reaffirm who they are through things like their applications, Facebook, Instagram, and yeah. these types of things. So now they live a life of comparison, mm. right? Is my story as good as this story on Instagram or yeah. Facebook? And when people exist in that space, they really don't know because they're being externally motivated. So I like to tell people, put down your um, your social media equipment, your phone, your Instagram and all that, put that away and then just sit with it first. And it's like, well, who am I? What do I want? A lot of that's fake anyway. It is. Okay. So you're, what do you want? And the things, you, when you said the like core things that you like and stuff like that? Yes, they do. Because one of the things that you just said right now about things that are fake, mm -hmm. right? So now we're back to the impression management piece, yes. right? I want to make someone think I'm happy right. and that my life is good. Mm -hmm. Well, now we found out things like, um, hey, you took that picture that said that you were in Hawaii. Um, you were in your bedroom or something like that you put a post or you rented a lamborghini or a tesla just to take a photo in a rented suit exactly and it's like what the hell is that right um so so when we talk about where we confront bs so when mm -hmm. i'm working with clients now this is where i really start to show up mm -hmm. i literally just cut through all of those things that represent a facade to the person because they are recognize you're not happy, mm -hmm. you don't believe that you are authentic, and until you let those things go that you attach yourself to, that you think help you with your identification, you're never gonna get there. Do you think that maybe recognizing those things that you've attached to your identification that maybe are not necessarily who you are, that one way to tell that is you do compare yourself or maybe you put pressure on yourself. Could those be two cues Absolutely. that you're trying to be someone you're not? Yes, ma'am. And with those cues, you're going to feel a certain way. Mainly sadness, mm -hmm. anger, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Maybe a little bit of anxiety in there too, yeah. right? Because now you can never be enough. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's important because I always admired people. This may sound funny, but I always admired people that are like really nice because mm -hmm. I'm not. I can mm -hmm. be kind, but kindness to me is I'm willing to say the hard things if they need to be said, even if mm -hmm. it costs me the relationship. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, people that are just, just real nice and nurturing, I always admired that, but that is not me. You know, I am not going to be that person. And, and then I was happy with that, you know, but I would try. And it just felt weird. It's almost like there's a, like if you try to be something you're not, it's almost like you're fighting in yourself. Hello. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I tell people right away, I am not a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's funny? A lot of people think we're really nice. Yeah, it's like, nope, I'm not a nice guy at all. I'm a conscious one. Yeah. And there is a different, good. right? Very good. Which mm -hmm. means then you are always going to feel like I'm a nice person because I'm conscious in terms of what I'm doing because I understand the role of service. Yes. I understand being genuine. Yeah. On the other hand, I will not hesitate to correct 
inaccurate thinking. Yes. And the associated behavior. Yeah. So it's like um, if you're working with me, then you need to know that. I'm not a nice man. I'm a conscious one. And mm-hmm. I'm going to help you to live whatever that life is that you want to live yeah. and help them to recognize the difference between the two. Because if nice means that you are um, compromising who you are, yeah. then you're hurting yourself and you're hurting your relationship or whatever that exchange is between you and another person in that moment. Okay, could another way to find who you are and to make sure you're living in authenticity be um, like writing down the things you do well and the things that make you feel alive? Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I've done is I've written a personal description of who I am. Oh, that's good, Coach. You know, absolutely. So... You know, it's like an exercise. So if you had to describe yourself to other people or if someone was going to describe Sherry to a group of people, what would they say? So that's what I did. I wrote that down. And uh, it's a wonderful exercise because when I go back and I read it, I can say, yes, that's true. That's who Coach Greg is. That's good. He's that guy. So basically, you're not manufactured. No. You're, You're not creating and building a person who is based on what other people think you should be, what you think you should be, what society tells you you should be. You're finding out who you are. Mm-hmm. And and I like how you said you're a conscious person but not necessarily a nice person because, um, you know, like there's always those parts of our personality. Like, again, we're both Ds. Now mm-hmm. you're a D, I'm a DC. But we can definitely be too aggressive and intense at times, but we have learned how to navigate around different personalities and how they best receive communication, right? Yep. And so it's not that you're ignoring those areas that could be overwhelming or offensive to others. You're just, you're staying true to who you are, but you're what would the word be, I guess? The only thing I can think of is you are tempering it. It's kind of like, you know, a C personality who's a contemplator. Mm -hmm. They can just think themselves into anxiety quicker than (laughs) anybody I've ever seen. (laughs) So being a thinker is a good thing, but not to where it takes you to anxiety. So it's like recognizing, okay, I am a thinker and that's okay, Mm -hmm. but here's where it can get harmful to myself or to others. Would you say that would work, Coach? Yeah, absolutely. Because when you're working with other people, one, if you know who you are mm-hmm. and you know what you're all about, yeah. the first thing that you notice is that you have a steady confidence, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. now you're not trying to manufacture anything. You know who you are. That's very good. So when you're speaking to other people, you have room within you to allow that person to express themselves in whatever way they need to because none of that threatens you because you know who you are. Oh, that's really good. You know? And... And I would say that what you and I do with clients is when we say we confront BS, Mm -hmm. what we're really saying is we stop people from continuing with the narrative that first they know doesn't work and that it's not true. And we stop them from trying to pass that on to us. It's like, wait a minute, you don't believe that. So why would you try to bring that to me? Let's get to what's real. So that's what we're really saying. We, we don't really just get after people in that sense, but we want to make sure that it's like, you know what, make sure that what you're saying 
you believe that to be true for you. Exactly. It needs to be honest. It needs to be honest. You need that level of self-integrity, and we help people define that. Well, real fast, as far as like businesses that want to, you know, go through that journey of trying to figure out their authenticity Mm -hmm. and their identity. One thing I tell people, and I do this with all my new clients, if if I can, especially an existing, you know, business Mm -hmm. that's been around for a while, I will interview their customers. Mm -hmm. And I have a specific set of questions I'll ask them. And it's just my research to figure it out. And Mm -hmm. uh, so one of my clients, they're... uh, a local bank and I went to you know some I think it's like 10 of their top you know customers that love them you know mm-hmm. by top I mean they love doing business mm-hmm. with them and sometimes it's good to ask people who don't necessarily like doing business with you too that's right but I kept hearing the same patterns and phrases and uh, so when I was um, probably about maybe three years into my own business I then did the same thing for myself and mm-hmm. I went around to my customers and asked them the same questions and I got a picture and what was interesting is it was exactly the authenticity person I knew I was those things I wrote down when I mm-hmm. had that people want my normal mm-hmm. when I had that inspiration the things I wrote down that I was good at that was the very things that they said I brought good uh, can you think of anything else coach no I just think that's fantastic I mean it is it's like we need to know how do you experience the service we provide, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And when you're getting feedback like that, that's just going to help you to make changes that are necessary. But something that you just said, if you start from an authentic place, you're likely to notice that the changes you may require to make are minimal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And all they do is they extend, extend your service, right, instead yeah. of having you to do a whole remodel or rebrand exactly exactly okay so we're pretty much done but we've got like one minute left coach and i want to say okay you got a community right so it's healing business healing community Mm -hmm. or healing community healing business whichever one okay they both work they both work so we don't want to be what i call a cruise town okay explain that to me so what that means is you get on a boat and you cruise around to these different ports Okay. And you show up in the port, and they it's lipstick on a pig, Coach. You got these <laughs> cities where it's, like, beautiful, you know, and where all the tourists go, it's gorgeous. Right. You know, fine dining and wine. Oops. Wine and, you know, beautiful painted houses and resorts. But if you go just a little bit past the port, now all of a sudden you're seeing people walk around with machetes and, <laughs> you know, all kinds of stuff. So as a community... To me, you want to be authentic to who you are. Mm-hmm. Embrace the diverse backgrounds. You know, like mm-hmm. here we've got special ops space. We've got farmers and ranchers. I always forget about them, mm-hmm. you know, because I didn't know any of those people. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was hanging out with the ACDC kids. <laughs> but, you know, you've got um, more maybe metropolitan type people that mm-hmm. are, uh, you know, here now. Uh, so you want to support the diversity, but also you want to make sure that your community is authentic to what it is. Huh. That's you don't exactly want to be a cruise right. town. That's exactly right. And you know, when you are authentic as a community, mm-hmm. it grows. Okay. Right? And um, everything that you think about that you want, which is best for your community, mm-hmm. you have the 
the means to be able to make that happen now, right? Because this authenticity now is being spread throughout your community. And now you have citizens who are picking up on that. And now all of a sudden, in their own unique ways, we're all doing the same things. And then we start to prosper. So it's like, you're almost like the same process where you figure out what you do well, mm-hmm. but you also got to listen to negative feedback sometimes, huh? Sometimes you do. And that just means that you need to change. And if we start with the idea that we need to change, then we don't have to experience it as something that's crushing to us. But it's like, you know what? You're right. I need to make this change because it's going to allow me to provide better service to the clients I have have the opportunity to serve. Or people that move to your community. That's right. And it also helps when the community gets that message of who it is and Mm -hmm. who we are then people actually buy into it and believe it because it's not the pig with lipstick on. That's right. Yeah, I like that metaphor, Coach. That's right. Have you noticed? I've used it several times. I see that lipstick Mm -hmm. on a pig. Mm -hmm. It's like some lipstick on there on that pig, and you still know it's a pig. That's right. That's pretty good. I like that. But I just wanted to touch on the community because I think sometimes, you know, there's a – um, disagreement where you have some people that have a certain experience with the community, mm-hmm. other people, you know, that have a different experience mm-hmm. with the community, like my story in the, mm-hmm. you know, the Fast 45 we did about where right. I used to live. Right. And people are like, I've never had that happen. Well, you didn't live where I lived. That's right. It's just, it's a few blocks away from where you live. Exactly. You know? Right and around so the making corner. sure that the community is doing what it can and taking that negative feedback, even though it may be painful, adjusting as needed at that point so that you don't have to adjust by force when all of a sudden you've lost that major industry or you've lost that base or you've lost whatever you needed that brought vitality to your community. Wow, that's an outstanding point. Bam! Mm -hmm. All right, Coach. Okay, well, um, I'm Coach Greg McNeil from Coach's Corner Western Alliance, and I'm here with Sherry Wilson. Miss Genius Communication, all-around fantastic, smart person, and hot rod extraordinaire. Thank you. And we want to say thank you very much for joining us on our podcast. And if you go to the show notes, we have both our websites in there. You can also email us. And please leave a review. Uh, The more reviews we get, especially five-star more and more people can hear this message. Share this episode, uh, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Spotify. We'd love if you have a topic. We'd love you to tell us. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, we will, because we really are here to heal business Mm -hmm. and heal community. Yes. This is our mission statement. Thank you so much. All right.